Welcome to another episode of the S Word Live. <laughs> you know, I love this show. I am so glad that you're here with me today. Today, we're talking about a web designer who got a really great request from a former client with a laundry list of things she wanted. So for those of us in the business, the RFP was very detailed, but there was a problem. Dun, dun, dun. So what did we do? What was the problem? And how did we actually come out of the other side making $6,000? And we thought we were going to make twenty five. dollars What? So <clears throat> here's the good news. The good news is, is this is just one entry point. And she is so good at what she does that she did get a request for proposal. She got a request to do more work. So raise your hand if you are a service provider. Maybe you're a web designer, you're a bookkeeper, you're a tech VA, you're an automations expert, you're a funnel builder, and you work on VIP days, right? So that's what this particular client of mine, she works with VIP days. She had worked with some great people. We had been working on getting her to reach out to her former clients and stir up some new business. We did that. And this request came through. So this request, this is the request she got. <clears throat> it was literally a new website with SEO driven blog posts, a quiz with a results page, training for their new marketing VA, ongoing tech support, especially for the quiz, all in 45 days. <laughs> Can you send a proposal? And so there was a lot more on there, but like that, it, like that's a lot, right? So in her head, she was immediately, she immediately went to, okay, let me figure out what each repeat, each line item is, what each piece of this project would look like and how I would put it together. And so when you're a service provider and when you're someone who's going to be completing a project for someone, you immediately are going to go to how. In a proposal, the person doesn't need to know how. Not in the proposal, right? The proposal, this is the same exact thing I shared with her. The proposal is on bended knee with a ring, not how we're going to decide who's going to do the dishes, fold the laundry, and how we're going to fold our towels. It's going to be trifold or in half. That makes a difference with the... (laughs) makes a difference with happiness in the family. I will say that. So what I'm saying is, is that it's not how it's going to work. It's that it's going to happen. And so because she immediately went into the how and was spending a lot of time on it, I pulled her back. I said, please, before you go into filling all this out and giving them the proposal that you think that they're asking for, let's ask a couple questions first. And that is how she saved herself so much time heartache, and honestly, was able to give the client exactly what they wanted, get a quick acceptance, get a quick delivery, and set herself up for more. So having said that, um, I, I, it's okay if you felt <laughs> this way before where you're like, oh, how am I going to do it? And you spend hours and hours and hours on a proposal. I just want you to know it's okay. Cancel clear delete. It's in the past now. And now you're learning about another way to do it. Now, if you're wondering who I am, my name is Renee Rebar. I'm a sales strategist. I'm a TEDx speaker and author. I've been teaching people how to sell for themselves for a very long time. I've taught thousands of people to make millions of dollars in sales for themselves and other companies. Typically today, I work with entrepreneurs who are selling for themselves and they're working on their sales processes. And so, you know, everybody makes money, but not everybody makes money easily, or they don't make money consistently, or they're worried about making money because it seems to only drop from the sky sometimes. And so when they work with me, what they get are systems and processes so that they can reliably forecast exactly what's going to happen with their revenue in ways that they had never thought was possible. So not only conjuring up new business, but also what to do with that visibility and that attention, that conversation, once you are talking to that person to move the needle forward 
in a very structured way so that when you do this, you get this and this is money. So that's a good thing. So let's talk about this. So if you are in the same position, here are some of the questions that we started to talk about to work out what we were actually going to send to this person who was requesting this proposal. So first of all, I want to set the stage. This has all been done through email because this is a former client. And ultimately, this website designer and brand strategist wasn't trying to get on the phone with anyone. Um, and a lot of my clients don't need to get on the phone to make any le- to make any level of sales. Um, although I do like getting on the phone with people to make sure that I have the, the full picture, it's not necessary. And honestly, a lot of my work in the corporate side, we're never able to get on the phone. <laughs> Because, you know, you're never going to be able to get in that boardroom or be a part of that that decision-making process. So it has to be done through mini presentations. So before we started putting that time, energy, effort into making a presentation and making a proposal, because part of these questions she initially asked me were like, here's a sample slide deck I have. And here's what I was thinking. I was like, whoop, before you do any of that, before you spend any more time on how you're going to do it, let's ask these questions. So the first question I, I had her ask was, What words did they use exactly? So I actually had her take a screenshot of the request and send it to me. Um, She ended up putting it on a Google Doc and dropping the link in in our Voxer. And so when I looked at the words that they had actually used, and then I looked at what she was coming up with, immediately she was translating some things in her mind. Um, I wanted to make sure that we didn't over offer and uh, because she sees blog posts or SEO driven blog posts. And she immediately goes to 10 things that she knows needs to happen, but they might not know. Again, she's going into the how not necessary right now. Um, so we asked some more questions because honestly, right here in question number one was what did they say exactly? Because miscommunication kills sales, write that down. Miscommunication kills sales. Repeat after me. Miscommunication kills sales because they've said something specifically and she immediately translated it into what she knows has to happen to make that possible. But they don't necessarily understand it in that way yet. And as opposed to trying to go down the whole road of education First, we just want to use the words that they're using. So I say this a lot of times in my in my sales training. I'm like, if they're calling this an elephant and they say, I want to sell more elephants, but you're like, well, this is clearly an iPhone. Just call it an elephant. You want to sell more elephants? I'll help you sell more elephants. You know you can help them sell more iPhones. Call it what they're calling it. This is just a proposal. Save yourself the, the, the heartache of trying to educate them because they're just going to go to somebody else who's willing to call this an elephant. You know you're going to help them sell more iPhones. So the first thing I asked was, what words did they use exactly? And it's so important because, you know, like, think about it. If someone asks you out to dinner, if, we, if I asked you, hey, let's go to dinner. The picture I have in my mind might and very likely is different than the picture you have in your mind of what dinner means. Right. So does it mean a rooftop bar? Does it mean does it mean steak? Does it mean uh, the best vegan restaurant I know? Does it mean Arabic food? Because it's so good in Detroit. Like, what does it mean exactly? Um, So we need to clarify that because so often the picture they have in their head when they say a word, even if it's website, blog post quiz, the picture they have in their head is going to be different than the one you've got because you're the expert and you know what actually goes into making that possible. They don't even know what's coming for them yet. So question number one, what words did they use exactly? That's what I want you to ask yourself. Number two, 
What are they imagining when they use these words? So for example, website, blog post, what are they imagining? Sometimes I have people send me pictures of what they have in mind or examples. Hey, can you send me somebody else's thing that you're talking about? Or I encourage my clients in this case, if they're a web designer, say, hey, give me an example. Show me a screenshot or send me a URL of what you're imagining when you say that. Because sometimes it's like a 37 page website. Sometimes it's a one pager. Um, Or send me an example of what you mean when you say blog post or send me an example of what you mean here. Because that's also a huge, it's important because it could be a huge difference in the amount of money, right? That you're actually going to have to charge them to get that result. So please help me understand. Send me a picture of, do they define? So what words do they have exactly? But how do they define those words? How are they actually imagining those words? Do you actually understand exactly what they mean? Because often once you have the right words, now it's about how are they defining those words? What are they thinking about when you see, when you use those words? It's kind of like pizza, right? If you were to say, Hey, let's go grab a pizza. I might have a totally different picture in my head about what kind of pizza than you, right? Maybe I'm thinking thin crust or you're thinking Sicilian style, right? Or like, you know, the deep dish kind. And I'm thinking, ah, I don't know. Right. So like whenever you say any word, even if it's as easy or simple as the word website or blog post or funnel or sales page or email or anything, if they say that word, or I want my life to be better, or I want my marketing strategy, or I want a social media content calendar. So whatever you do, or I want my books done, that I guarantee you is going to bring up a different picture in their mind than you have in your mind. And as a part of the sales process, it is vital that you make sure that whatever picture they have in their head, you understand it. And even if it means asking them to literally give you screenshots of something or URLs or an example of, and in this part, in this, in this qualifying question part of the sales process, a lot of my clients say to me, Renee, I don't want them to think I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm like, they would have never asked you if they didn't think you knew what you were going to, what you were talking about. You wouldn't have gotten this far. They wouldn't have ever come to you. They would never have gotten this far in the conversation with you. So when you as a seller or a potential deliverer of this, of the goods of the solution, come into a conversation via email, DMs, Voxer, on the phone, however, come into it like with a journalistic hat on, right? Like a journalist, like an investigative reporter. You're trying to get to the bottom of what they actually mean, not what you believe is true or know is true, right? Again, they say blog post, you know all the things that are coming for them. They have no idea. They just know that they need a blog post. Why? Because maybe their business coach said they need a blog post. Maybe they read somewhere that that's important for people that do what they do. So they might not even know why it's important. That's another question you can ask. So tell me why that's important to you right now. I bet the answer they give you is different than you thought, or it's validating and you're like, perfect. That's exactly what I believed also. So we just went through two questions so far. Number one, what words did they say exactly? And number two, are they imagining what you're imagining when that word is said? Website, blog post, quiz, what does it actually look like? The third question I had her ask was about budget, timeline, and how are decisions made in your company? So typically we're, you know, the clients that I work with are are speaking to other entrepreneurs who are the CEO, the founder, the decision maker, the cardholder, everything. And so they don't have to ask this question necessarily, but I still like it. How are, instead of, instead of saying your, are you the decision maker saying how are decisions made in your company? Because even a solopreneur who is the only person who, who can make the decision, it's their card, it's their business. 
it's still, they might have a process. It's typical that they might say like, well, I, before I make any decisions, I like to read the contract. I like to sleep on it. I like to whatever, go pray on the mountain. I don't know. All I know is they have a process. And if I don't know it, I might be surprised. Miscommunication kills sales because at the end of the day, they do have an idea about their budget. They do have an idea about their timeline and they definitely have a process of how they make decisions. And if they don't conscious, if they're not conscious of this, you still can ask the question. It's important because if you don't, like I say, you're like, what's your budget for this? They're like, well, I don't know. What's what's it cost? That's an indicator that they don't actually know what they're asking for. They don't actually have an idea of how long it takes to write and publish and, and develop SEO around a blog post, which was one of the initial asks of this request for proposal. And so that's an indicator like, like, okay, well, when was the last time you wrote a blog post? Oh, I've never written one. Oh, well, that's, that's interesting. That's good information to know if I'm going to offer you a value of what it costs. If they have no idea, if they've never done one and they're asking you to do it, which is highly likely, then it's important that we help them understand what's involved before we make a proposal, before we make an actual number on the page. Or timeline, if they're like, well, I don't know, or they have to ask more questions. Well, why is it important? Is it important now? Sometimes it's like, well, I really need it for Black Friday and Black Friday is in a couple months. So their timeline is way different. Or, you know, they're like, well, it's next week. You're like, that's very different than I imagined. So whatever they say, I would almost guarantee it's different than what you thought. And again, because miscommunication kills sales and most people that I work with, they've made sales, they have happy clients, but they're just not consistent. They don't have a process. They don't have a system. Having these questions now baked into the system of their sales process is helping them make sales to people that are really great customers. Like they're like, oh my gosh, Renee, since I've been working with you, my customers are so much better. Yeah, because we've qualified them more. We've walked into the relationship a little more aware of what they actually mean that matches the picture that we have in our head. They understand what we need. They understand, we understand what they need and together we make a happy couple, right? And so if I don't know their budget or their timeline or or the, or how decisions are made in their company, what will happen is I will get surprised. I will make an offer at a certain price in a certain timeline, because that's what offers are. It's a price over the, it's a solution for this much over this much time, right? So if I, how could I possibly make an offer if I don't have that information? And if you've asked again and not getting the right answer, ask more questions, ask from a different angle, put that journalist hat on. I think half of the work that I do with my clients is often helping them craft those questions in these specific scenarios. Yes, of course, there's lots of ways to to source questions and there's lots of scenarios out there, but having all that background experience, I'm able to layer them on and say, well, in this scenario, I would ask the question in this way. And this situation, I would ask the question in that way. So when and if you hang out with me for any length of time, you're going to know that a lot of my advice, I'll put this caveat on it, that's situational. In this situation, based on this scenario, this is what I would say based on what you've told me. And so after these, these are just three questions I gave you. <laughs> what did they say exactly? What are they imagining when they say those words? And what is their budget timeline and expectations in terms of how our decisions are made in their company? So if those three questions have brought up more questions or gotten you asking yourself, hmm, I don't know if I actually ask those questions during my sales process. 
if you've come into the sales process where they ask you for something and you're like, here it is, let me tell you all about it. And, you, and you're more of a demonstrator, like, let me demonstrate to you exactly why I'm so smart and why I should be the one you hire. You're missing lots of opportunities. So this is what happened. So she did all that. And thankfully she did it because what she had in mind was different than what this particular person had in mind. And because it was misaligned, if she had just walked in with the proposal that she thought was required based on the request, she would have been way off. So she initialed us. She's like, this is a $25,000 offer. And I'm like, well, ask these questions and find out. And then what happened was, is ended up being a $6,000 budget, a 45 day timeline. And instead of doing all the things that she thought she needed to do, it was actually quite less and a very different picture in the person's mind. When she said website, she just meant making some edits to an addition to an existing website, not creating one from scratch. And so because of those deeper questions, my client was able to get a, I'll get, get a proposal out quickly for the right price, get it accepted right away. Now she knows exactly what to expect from this client. And because she's working with me, we're able to start already making that list for the next offer, right? So if we've hung out for any length of time, you also know that I don't ever do one-off projects, right? One thing always leads to another. So as soon as I start onboarding somebody, I'm already looking for the other ancillary features that they don't have or offers or projects or support levels that I don't see happening in their business. And I'm looking for other ways to support them, whether it be through me or my network. And so that means that whoever gets the chance to work with me or one of my clients is getting supported, is getting that holistic approach, is getting that holistic view for how to support their business, their goals, and the solutions that they're looking to accomplish. So all that to say, if you are selling for yourself and this has helped you, do one thing and one thing next. And that is make sure you get on my email list. There's a link that's with this video. Get on the email list, take my free goodness because I've got so many goodies that I send. I've got more training like this, but also when you're on my email list, you're able to hit reply to any email I ever send you and ask me anything. And maybe your scenario or your question can be the next S word live show. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this helped. Definitely let's hang out more. I've got a free community. I run events. I run retreats. I have a mastermind. There's so many good things that I want for you and I want them now. So I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye.